When I was growing up, my aunt used to say, if you want to know the time, ask a policeman. Now, if you want to know why that was not a question I was about to ask, listen up today as I share with you the three secrets to moving you from a feeling of disconnect to connected so you can get out of your head and start living from your heart. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. Good day to you, my friends. Today, I want to talk to you about going from disconnected to connected. This episode is going to bring you three ways to learn to connect with your heart and not your head. If you're tired of miscommunication, tired of angst, tired of getting the silent treatment, then you need to listen up. Have I got the episode for you? Do you ever wonder why some people just seem to naturally connect with others? Have you ever been left feeling, I don't know, after a conversation? Do you want to learn how to connect with those who matter to you in a way that spreads joy, leaving you and them feeling connected? Well, what we need to learn to do is connect with your heart and not your head. But it's not so easy. It's such a common mistake we make when we want to connect to those we love and care about. You care so much that you could become hard-headed. Or worse still, when your ego comes in, you could become big-headed. But I know this is not what you want. I know you want to be kind and big-hearted. In this episode, I want to give you my three top tips for connecting with your heart so you can connect with those you love from a place of loving kindness that is your intention all along. Now, before we get going, I want to just give you a quick update on uh, what's been happening over here at Villa Allen HQ. In the last episode, I revealed to you that I am going to be bringing guests onto the show. I've been reaching out to those guests and trying to get dates lined up and all that good stuff. So it's really, really exciting. And all I'm going to be bringing, what I'm going to be bringing you are all different types of relationship experts. So that might be your romantic relationships. It could be relationship with food or alcohol, or even your relationship with a higher power. So that's what I've got lined up for you, a little sneak peek to keep you excited. But and as soon as I've got those episodes and interviews all lined up, then you'll be knowing more about that too. Also to say that as it's January, everyone is keen, as I am, to get your year off to a flying start. And I am starting to get pretty booked up. 
I only work with a, a few uh, private coaching clients at a time so that I can make sure I give them my best uh, attention and um, really there and present for them. So whilst there are still some discovery course slots up for grabs if you've been thinking about working together to finally get free from fear and find that courage to take action to live your joy-filled life please don't hesitate because I only work with a small number of uh, private coaching clients at every time because it's my main thing I love that feeling of connection and watching my clients blossom and unfold I always feel so honored to be part of that magical graceful transformation but there's only one of me. So when they're gone, they're gone. And um, so if you're thinking about it, then please do go ahead and book on for a discovery call soon. Anyway, back to today's uh, episode about disconnect and connecting. I guess this came around because just after Christmas, I was working in the gym, which I quite like to do. I just love that sort of ebb and flow, people coming in and doing the workout, some people doing workouts alone, some people doing groups, you can see friendships um, developing and it's just, I just love the energy at the gym. So I quite often work there between classes. Anyway, I was sort of working, but I guess really I wasn't because I was eavesdropping a conversation. As I say, it was between just after Christmas and I suppose the gym was quieter than normal and maybe there wasn't so much hubbub I could actually hear quite clearly the conversation that was going on in the table behind me. Anyway, not to really reveal the details of that conversation, but ultimately it led to this episode because I felt really sad. The two people having the conversation, it was a lady and a gentleman, and um, the chap was talking about how his mother had tried to be in touch over Christmas and it had really disturbed him and upset him because there'd been a big rift in the family and it caused the family to split and divide. And the lady was talking about her own angst with her own family over the Christmas period. And when I heard them talk about their stories and reveal to each other what had caused the rift and what maintained the rift, I got to feeling that it was really a matter of miscommunication all the parties concerned didn't necessarily want to be in this situation where there was so much angst and hurt. But here's the thing, when you feel you have a lot at stake, when you care so much, you can forget for a moment what it is you're trying to protect. Sometimes you want to protect others and you can actually be trying to protect yourself. And that fear leads us to speak and act from a place of defensiveness, even when what we intended was to speak and act with love. And what you project onto others is often your fear, either for them or for you or for both. And instead of connecting from your heart to their heart, you start using your head to protect your heart. They use their head. And the next thing is you're banging your heads together. I'm going to gently encourage you today to think about switching this up because I know the last thing you want is to hurt those you love and care about with your big, hard head. Ouch. I have worked with literally hundreds of private clients over the last 10 years and not one of them has ever intended to hurt the ones they loved. 
but somehow they felt hurt, either by their actions or the things that people said to them who they were in a relationship with. And this might have been friends, families, partners, or their boss, even colleagues at work. Often, this was the thing that brought them to work with me in the first place, the desire to change things for the better in their life. So I want to share with you how I made this shift myself, how I learned to switch off from my hard head to tune into my my, my heart and to tune out that big-headed ego. I'm going to share with you three tips that you can apply to your life today, as I do. So the first tip, is there are no saber-toothed tigers. I know, that sounds crazy, right? I know this is not new news to you. But what I'm talking about is that if we're living a modern lifestyle, it can be like living behind the wheel of a Formula One racing car. In the race for your life. For me, I'm in Monte Carlo. But you might be on another racetrack. It doesn't matter. Because the point is... If you are travelling so fast you can't see out of the windows to enjoy the view, you're going too fast. You can't hit the brakes because you'd be afraid to spin off the track. And you're navigating chicanes and hairpins at every turn. So what has this got to do with disconnecting? If you are living this fast-paced, high-adrenaline life, you're going to really struggle to slow down. Slow down enough to communicate and connect with others because it takes time to really understand and deeply listen and hear other people. But how do you slow down? This reminds me of another gym story, actually. Many years ago, I had a personal trainer and I was um, on the running machine warming up and the, uh, the chap said to me, uh, OK, you can stop now. And I said, no, I can't. He said, what? I said, no, I can't. He said, no, no, I need you to stop now because we've got to go and move on to some other exercise. I said, no, I can't. Because I literally was so terrified of stopping. During that 10-minute warm-up or whatever it was, I'd somehow connected into my body and I could feel the adrenaline and I really didn't know how to stop. I felt if I stopped, I would just fly off the back of the machine and my life might collapse around me. Don't worry, we did manage to slow down the machine enough for me to be finally let go of that really tight grip I had on the machine and get on with the workout. But what I'm saying is if you're living off adrenaline, going faster and faster every day, and you're still not getting anywhere, and every time I thought I was winning, someone else shot past me like I was standing still, why was that? Why was I living that way? <laughs> because I was scared. I was scared that if I stopped, that the saber-toothed tiger would get me. My fears had gripped me. Now, here's the thing. There is no saber-toothed tiger out there. It only existed in my head. Many of the things I was worrying about, the state of fear and anxiety that had built up inside me, were things that hadn't happened, wouldn't happen, may never happen. They were all my what-ifs. But trust me, I know I'm not alone. I'm hoping that you're hearing some of this and it's making sense to you too. 
Certainly, I know many of my private coaching clients come to me suffering from raised anxiety. It may be showing up in your life differently than it did in mine. There's some telltale tales, like working late, again. Over or under eating, again. Shouting at the driver in front of you, again. Or worse still, shouting at your kids and loved ones. If any of these things are resonating with you, then my first tip is to recognise and accept that you are safe. You are well. There are no saber-toothed tigers. Put this in your phone as a reminder. You are safe. You are well. Put it on a post-it somewhere you can see it. And if you journal, it's a great sentence starter. Writing this down will provoke your mind to chip in with all the reasons it thinks that you're not safe, you're not well. List them out. This is great material. Get them out on the page. Then take a ride in a helicopter high above your words and see if you can see another perspective. Remember the simple reframe from last week? If you're worrying about what if then change that question to what is. Now write about that and see how many of those worries you can transform when you know you are safe, you are well. So just slow down. It reminds me of the story of the hare and tortoise. There used to be an advert on the television here in the UK many years ago for a chocolate bar, Cadbury's Caramel. And the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the, the rabbit would be running around fast and fast and the uh, tortoise was sitting under a tree eating Cadbury's caramel or something like that. Anyway, the message basically was, slow down. Now, moving on to the second tip I have for you today. Now, this is another confession. But here we go. I don't know why, but when I see a policeman, I feel guilty. Is that just me or does everyone feel that way? Or when I message a friend and I don't hear back from a few days, I start running over the last conversation we had in my head. I reread the text and I see if I somehow could have peed them off. What could I have said that's upset them? Irrational, right? (laughs) Yeah. One thing I have had to learn, maybe it was from a childhood of parenting, by threats. You know, you better be good or else type of parenting rather than love. Whatever the reason, I certainly had to coach myself and still do today to see things more objectively. This is what the evidence mostly turned out to be. You know what? It's not about me. Okay. It might be a bit challenging to hear because I know it was for me, but it really is not about you. So when you're listening to your kids fighting in the back of the car on a long road trip, they are not deliberately doing it to annoy you. And when that guy cut you up this morning on the way to work, I guarantee you, he did not wake up this morning thinking, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to really pee off. Mrs. Green, who lives at number 12 and drives a silver hatchback. No. When we take everything to our heart, and take them personally, we can get hurt because somehow we make it our fault and there's no need. Just reframe it. 
ask yourself this. If it's not about me, what else could it be? In that last conversation I heard at the gym, it said more about a lack of understanding and a communication than hate from either side of those family stories. But perhaps we need to pull over. I said in the first tip about slowing down. Maybe we need to take just a moment here to pause and reflect. Pull over and let the kids run about and let off some steam. Maybe if you stopped and thought about it, you could imagine a hundred reasons why that guy could be hurrying past you. Or just didn't see you soon enough. I'm sure he had a lot on his mind too. Gosh, I know what that feels like. So the next time you start to feel hot under the collar or a little stab of pain in your heart, ask yourself, if it's not about me, what else could be going on? Because you know what? You're okay. Another story from my childhood is one of the one about, um, you know, we have uh, two ears and one mouth so that you can listen. Well, listening deeply is my number one skill. When I listen, I listen with my heart and not my head. I listen with all of my body, tuning into sensations that I notice to indicate how my clients might be feeling. What's that thing about communication only being about 10% of the words? Communication is so much more than words. So the next time someone or something is annoying you, or you feel anxious and afraid, stop, breathe and listen to your heart. Ask yourself, if it's not about me, what else could be going on? Now, let's get on to tip number three. Gosh, look at the time. So anyone who's been listening to my podcast the last few weeks will know that I love this simple, quick fix as a solution to almost any situation. Yep, you've got it. And breathe. The reason I love running is because it's free, simple, quick to do. It's such an easy fix to lift my mood and energise me, ready for the day ahead. I could pop on my trainers, go out the door, 30 minutes, bish, bash, bosh, I'm done. Breathing is the same. It's free. You can do it instantly, anywhere, anytime, and you see instant results. So breathe. Something we do so automatically without a moment's thought, day in, day out, 24-7, 365. If you're not breathing, you're dead, right? Wrong. Well, kind of. Obviously, we need breath to get the oxygen into our lungs and blah, blah, where it magically turns into our bloodstream and gets our hearts pumping and makes our brains work and our head work and our heart work. But sometimes, honestly, I'm not sure we take breathing seriously enough. Think about it. Without breath, there is no life. So do you think that maybe you could pay a little bit more attention to it? Do you think that you might value and honour your breath just a little bit more? And you can do this so simply and easily. Just by tuning in and focusing on your breath. 
take deliberate, conscious breaths. Do it with me now. calming right as you do this visualize oxygen passing into your blood being pumped first to your heart getting sent onto your head and other organs you can begin to focus first on breathing into your heart and then breathing into your head breathing in this conscious way we first of all buy ourselves a little time to come to our senses meaning Come to the present moment. Then from your heart you can connect your head. And when you are connected to yourself in this full way, you are then primed and ready to connect with love and kindness to others. And you breathe in and out in this way, there is fulfilment. You connect deeply with yourself and honour your life. And that is fundamental to learning to connect with others. We have to heal that disconnect from ourself before we can truly connect with others. Remember at the top of the show I said about some people just seem to naturally connect to others easily? I'd suggest to you that those are the people who have a deep connection with themselves first. Connecting with yourself puts you into a state of gratitude and appreciation for all you have and all you are already. And from here, it's easy to speak and act with loving kindness because you're not coming from fear or lack. You are love. Breathe that in. Acknowledge that. You are love. Beautiful. So just to recap, next time you find in a situation where you feel disconnected, either with yourself or with those around you, just remember, there are no saber-toothed tigers. Remind yourself you are safe, you are well, and it's safe to take your foot off the gas and slow down. And the second tip I shared with you today is it's not all about you. Isn't that a relief? How? <laughs> If it's not about you, what else could be going on? Become curious with this. Have some fun. And then finally, to breathe. Appreciate your breath because it gives you life. And use your breath to connect your heart and your head. Take a moment to honour all that you are before you speak and act from that place. So before you go, take action. Okay, I know you want to rush off now. You've been listening to me for, wow, a lot longer than normal. Sorry, guys. Okay, so before you go, please make a commitment to yourself right here, right now, one small step of action that will demonstrate you are serious about making a positive change in your life and possibly the world today. Pick one of the tips above. And decide that just for today, you're going to employ that tip before every interaction with everyone you meet. Either the telephone at the checkout, your mum, a passerby or stranger on the street. 
do it and let me know how you get on. I love to hear from you. So please direct message me or email me or on all my, I'm on all the socials. Do let me know how you get on. And there you have it. My three top tips for touching others with your big heart and not your big head. Now I've shared my tips with you, it's time for you to take some action. Please take a photo of you listening to this podcast, share it on Insta, and be sure to tag me in so I can acknowledge you. And you never know, you might just be in for a reward. I love to reward action takers. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 